Size 5 Movies. This is one of your co-host, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelican. You are listening to episode 70 of The Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was Ninjas Attack 7, Ruthless Aggression. Frank, well, I guess we should explain that the, the reference to Ruthless Aggression is uh, a specific error from WWE um, uh, timeline, and uh, the idea was it had to be somebody who was uh, present at some point during the Ruthless Aggression era. So, Frank, um, what did you come up with and did uh, see if you did the right thing? Could I do the wrong thing? I, I can do whatever I, I choose. So. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about a movie that co-stars a wrestler who is omnipresent in any era, Ruthless Aggression or not. Uh-huh. Um, the one and only Hulk Hogan. Um, three ninjas, four maybe. Yeah, four. Uh, High Noon at Mega Mountain, which is a movie that I have purposefully never watched in my entire life, <laughs> and probably at one point would have told you would never watch in my entire life. But right. now, here the here the fuck we are. So. Yes, we are. Um, it's that, it's fitting. that is it, the right thing. Just it's like fitting that. that it's Hogan. Um, so. <laughs> There's a Batista movie that's got ninjas in it, mm-hmm. and there's a Kurt Angle movie that's got ninjas in it. So you almost oh, got. I, I did not know there was a Kurt Angle movie. <laughs> there's uh, he's, he's he's in several movies. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you almost got one of them, but I didn't have the time to watch them, and I've been kind of sick this weekend. So yeah. Here you're getting uh the fucking Mega Mountain. So for those unfamiliar, and I can count myself among those unfamiliar, having no interest in the fucking three ninjas movies ever. Um, the three ninjas are a bunch of assholes, um, who are like your typical, like Poochie from the Simpsons, like, like extreme nineties kids. Um, and they're ninjas. So that's like maybe the most extreme thing you could be in the nineties is a ninja. Mm -hmm. So they're training at their grandfather's dojo in the summer. Um, their grandfather played by, uh, what's his name? Pat Morita or whatever. Victor Wong. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. Victor Wong, sorry. That's yeah. no, the same person, whatever. The, the exposing my inherent Asian racism, I guess. I really <laughs> yeah, thought it was right. Marita. This is how much I was paying attention to this fucking movie. <laughs> so, they go through this ninja obstacle course. Um, and being like... So, the oldest ninja kid is like 15. Then the middle brother is like 12 or something like that. Then there's a younger brother who's 9. So they go through this ninja obstacle course and they ace it. But then the grandfather is like, no. Oh, maybe because his name is like Mori or something like that. Yeah, I think that's why I thought it was Pat Morita. I thought that was a an in-joke anyway. So it is Mori. Yep. So grandfather's like, all right, you've aced my ninja course, but now you got to ace it blindfolded because you have to learn to take advantage of your, your six, six senses or whatever. Uh-huh. So they all fuck up. They can't do it. Um, so as they're leaving, the two older kids are talking and they're like, yeah, I want to go to grandpa's ninja camp next year. Like, we're getting too old for this. Um, we'll just leave Tum Tum. Tum Tum is the name of the youngest son. I don't remember the name of any of the other three ninjas, but I remember Tum Tum because they say Tum Tum like every like <laughs> 10 seconds. Good. So Good. grandfather overhears it and he's kind of disappointed, like, oh, you know, like this is my time with my grandsons. The grandfather, I mean, again, Victor Wong is like an Asian man, and the three ninjas are I don't know, they don't look related, but they're inerrant, like supposedly brothers. 
So anyway, so they go back home. Tum Tum is all disappointed because he doesn't want to get left behind, like by his older brothers. So he's like kind of inconsolable. So this girl that lives next door, she crashes her remote control helicopter into their house. And so they make friends with her because of that. Um, so they're in there eating sandwiches. And the mother's like, oh, I know. Girl with glasses who's like, whatever, like the tech nerd. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come to Tum Tum's birthday party at Mega Mountain tomorrow? So she's like, yeah, I'll come. So they all go to Mega Mountain. So Hulk Hogan is a character named Dave Dragon. And Dave Dragon is the star of this television show called. Uh, uh, it's like Dave Dragon and Star Force. I got or it. Something like that. Da- yeah, Dave Dragon and the Star Force Five. So Tum Tum like idolizes Dave Dragon. But here's the secret about Dave Dragon. Dave Dragon is a fucking coward. Which I don't know how they ever talked Hulk Hogan into taking this role because All right. that dude is seriously putting every single other person over the entire like he gets one upped and come up and and basically taken down like eight times in this movie. Anyway, we'll we'll get to that. Uh so it's fascinating though. What's her name? Um, Burt Reynolds' ex-wife, uh, Lonnie Anderson. Yeah, Lonnie Anderson. This 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 plot's actually super convoluted. So, <laughs> the oldest of the three ninjas is dating this girl, and he meets her at Mega Mountain. But she has her friends with her, which is another girl and two dudes. And it's obvious that the one dude, who's like the alternate cool like skater dude. He wants to get with the girlfriend, mm. despite the fact that she's dating one of the three ninjas. So obviously there's no upgrade there. Right. Um, and the oldest three ninjas name here is is, is is Rocky, by the way. It is Rocky, but that's not his name. His name Brother. is like Jordan or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, they, fucking, it's really they, dumb. Like, they call him Rocky. Yeah, they call anyway, him Rocky, right. But they don't always call him Rocky. It was really confusing. I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep for like 10 minutes in the middle of this and I didn't go back. <laughs> And all of a sudden, Jim Varney was in it. Mm. Um, and then I had to figure out who the fuck Jim Varney was. Who's he? Jim Varney is Lonnie Anderson's brother. Okay. Or nephew or something. Um, who's like a, a super ninja? Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so Lonnie Anderson, whose name is Medusa. Her name is something else, but they call her Medusa. Mm-hmm. Her and her elite force of ninja assassins and tech wizards invade the park. And what their plan is, is to basically be a minor nuisance until the owner of the park gives them all of his money. Um, So they're nuisances by, like, fucking with the speed of rides and getting in people's way. But here's the thing. They don't take any hostages or anything. They just let everybody, like, go about the park like business as usual. Okay. So the ninjas like try and like foil their plan and Dave Dragon tries to like sneak into their headquarters but he gets captured. Um so the ninjas end up like they foil one part of the plan. I can't remember how this goes in chronological order cuz it was so number one this movie's like 6 hours long. So it it goes on forever is this movie i don't three minutes yeah right <laughs> it feels like six fucking hours so drag no 
so Hulk Hogan doesn't even talk in Hulk Hogan's voice. Hulk Hogan talks in a very calm, moderated, like low baritone. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm Dave Dragon. Oh. So what are they so at one point, so all the all the ninja assassins have like machine guns. And at one point, Tum Tum says or no, not even Tum Tum, some random kid is like Dragon, you gotta stop these guys. And Dragon, who's laying on the ground, like whimpering basically at the people holding guns, puts his gloved fists out and says, What good are these things against those guns? And the kid says, Oh, my dad said you were a phony, but I said you were tough. And Dave Dragon's like, Then he gets the wherewithal to fight like the ninja. And he does this thing. So the ninjas do this thing. The three ninjas, not the bad ninjas. So we got to designate. Yes. So the three ninjas do this thing whenever they're, you know how we used to do, we used to talk about like the Eric LaSalle one-two punch. Yeah. yeah, uh So they kind of do that, but they do it standing. And so this is how they, they send their power to Dave Dragon to convince him that he's tough enough to fight the ninja. (laughs) So they do that, and he's like, it's slow to do it, but then he's like, you know, ah, like LaSalle one-two punch. For those of you that don't know, there's this ridiculous commercial that we used to make fun of in the late 90s. It's not, no, or, it's, it's it's the ER opening, man. It is the ER opening. Yeah. Oh, that's the opening? Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. I always saw ER so little, I thought it came from a commercial. Anyway, so the ER opening, there's a scene with Eric LaSalle, like, sliding down to one knee thrusting his right fist out and then pulling it back to thrust his left fist out. Yes. And we used to call that the LaSalle one-two punch. Mm-hmm. And it eventually got changed into other like one-two punches. But <laughs> right. for me, the LaSalle one-two punch is always the funniest yes. one. Yeah. And I used to do that sometimes when I was still like limber enough to be able to slide down on one knee <laughs> right. toppling over into a ball and breaking something. <laughs> um. So... The ninjas are continuously foiling Medusa's plans, but Medusa always has like some other plan. So at one point, she's speeding up all the rides to super fast, but then they like foil that. And then um, the tech girl, Amanda, the, the young girl, or their friend, um, gets on this like laptop and starts like hacking, hacking the system. Mm-hmm. And Medusa has this guy named CJ, who's this really bad like Jamaican caricature. But he's also like their tech guru. But the problem is, is that Amanda's a better tech guru than CJ. So she's like outsmarting him at all turns. Mm. So finally, Medusa punches CJ. Or no, I'm sorry. Dave Dragon is like, see, they're, they're going to find a way to stop you. And Londy Anderson punches him in the face once and knocks him out. And then takes over the laptop and reprograms the last ride. So she's in control. So what they do? Why wasn't she just doing it all along? That's what I said. I was like, if if she's got this kind of ability, why are they like? Because this dude's an idiot. Like he's not even like trying. And like Amanda's over there. Right. So the ride they take over is the roller coaster. Which again, mind you, even though the park is under lockdown and everyone is technically being held hostage by terrorists, they're just all still going on the water slides and everything. Like it's all business. Uh So they're all on. Oh, so Lonnie Anderson sees the picture of Rocky and his girlfriend from the roller coaster, like one of those like snaps that they get when you're coming around like a big like turn or whatever, or a big like drop. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like the freeze picture of you going like, ah. Right. So she's like, I have an idea. So she stops the roller coaster hanging completely upside down. Mm. And she says that if she doesn't get her money, she's going to demagnetize it and crush like 12 people. basically. Right. So this is still like Dave, Dave Dragon's still like a wuss at this point. Okay. So. Oh, shit. How does it go? So Rocky's girlfriend is looking for him. And he she's with her friend and the two other dudes. And rat rat fuck like kid is like, oh, your ninja boyfriend abandoned you, I guess. Maybe it's time for you to be with the real man. <laughs> yeah. So there's these three dudes that are like Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, and they're um Medusa's cousins or nephews or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so she keeps sending them. She has this elite task force of like super ninjas and super like assassins. And she sends these three idiots out to do everything. So they're there and they hear the girl over like talking. And they're like, oh, this is one of the ninjas. This is a ninja's girlfriend. So they take her and they're like, we're going to kidnap her and lure the ninjas out. And the rat face guy is like, hey. And the big thug turns around and goes, and like screams in his face. Actually, very similar to um, Malibu Express. Mm. Remember the the lunatic guy, like the big guy with the gun that's always uh-huh, like, uh-huh. yeah, it was just like that. Um, except no like giant bosoms. <laughs> so the rat face kid pisses himself. Like they zoom in on his crotch, and there's water like leaking out of his crotch into his jeans. Mm. And his friends like, "Yo, dude, you peed your pants," and that's the end of that kid. Like you never see him again. So. They had this, like, Lothario, and in one scene, they just ruin him, which has to be, like, some kind of, like, childhood revenge from one of the writers of this movie or something. Right. Like, that was, like, some instance, like, it happened to him or something like that, but it was the bully taking his girlfriend or whatever. I don't know. It's way too, like, personal. Yeah. And kind of gross um, <laughs> to be anything but, like, purposeful. So, Jim Varney um, and... Rocky, um, Rocky goes to save her, but Jim Varney is going to stop him, and he's got a ninja sword, and trying to kill this 15-year-old child, who's like ninja flipping all over the place, and ends up, they fighting, they end up fighting each other, they fight, 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 and then he goes to rescue his girlfriend, but Jim Varney chases him, so they end up on top of the roller coaster, like, fighting each other, Mm. and, um, then they're hugging each other, but then... Uh, they start fighting again and Rocky gets the best of him and knocks him out and he falls into like where the FBI is because oh because they got a hold of the FBI and the police and the local fire department and so they're all there to like okay you know try and but even though again like there's no security and no like no one's like really locking anything down um because they're just letting like and like letting everybody like go ride rides and whatever um the entire FBI and um, the police and the fire department, they can't get in. Uh, so so he's captured, so now he's out of the picture. So then um, Dave Dragon ends up like hawking up, but not in like a like satisfying Hulk Hogan way. 
Okay. Just in the sense that he realizes that he can punch people and he starts doing that. And then everybody's punching people. And then all of her like cronies are getting like knocked out. So they so Lonnie Anderson sets up a bomb and they end up like getting so the guy that owns the park he immediately chickens out and goes and takes all of his money out of the bank to take it and give it to Lonnie Anderson so he's in a helicopter and he's got his money in these like waterproof bags and he's just like dropping them to her but she tries to catch the first one and it falls somewhere and so she sends one of her cronies to get it then she misses the second one and she sends another crony to get it. Then he's going to drop the third one and Amanda, um, oh, that's what happens. So Amanda turns on her helicopter from the beginning of the movie and flies the helicopter into the bag, which cuts the bag into pieces and money goes everywhere, which makes no sense because, I mean, I guess it's like some kind of redistribution of wealth type thing, but okay. Like, ultimately, all that's happening is she's stopping the bad people from getting the money by giving it to everybody else. Right. Um, so Lonnie Anderson sees her, and she's like, get that little bitch. And so they go, and they get Amanda, and they kidnap her. So the three ninjas got to go save her. So they've kidnapped her, and they put her in a room with a time bomb, and they've, like, programmed the time bomb. Mm-hmm. And so the three ninjas realize that they can't like stop the time bomb so side note i've been playing the new legend of zelda game tears Mm -hmm. of the kingdom and there's a mechanic in the new zelda game where you can use one of your magic powers to fuse items together to create like new items Mm -hmm. um including you have like rockets and these fans that you can use to make like vehicles or things that like fly through the air or whatever so the three ninjas also have this power because they take three um, compressed air containers okay. and fuse them together with duct tape with the bomb on top. And they're trying to karate chop or no, what are they hitting it with? They're hitting it with something like a hammer or something <laughs> trying to knock the ends off of it to create like, you know, knock the compressed air out and shoot the things away. But they're not strong enough until Dave Dragon comes and goes, hi and chops all the tops off and then perfectly oh. shoots these three containers with the time bomb strapped to them out through a tube and into the ocean where uh, Medusa's ship is parked with her cronies on it. And they see it coming and they're like, oh no, and they jump off and it explodes. And then when they swim to shore, they still have the bags, so they get the bags back. So the owner of the park gets his money back. So everyone's happy because everyone, um, nobody died except even Jim Barney didn't die. So everybody's fine. Mm -hmm. And um, the boys decide that they're going to go back to Uncle Maury's. um, I don't remember what happens where they use their blind skills, but actually they do this thing where it's like they can't see and they're fighting with without their eyes, but it doesn't make any sense. Because, like, it's obviously, like, apparently very easy to see where they are. So I don't remember what it is. But that comes back, and that's the thing where they're like, oh, we need to go spend another summer with Uncle Maury. Okay. And then they're like, 
yeah, we're going to ace that course next time. And Amanda's going to be a ninja too. And oh, she's geez. like, okay. All right. I'm on, I'm, I'll be the best. Like I'll, I'll be the best ninja ever. Like girl. Powers. She will be. She probably, she'll be, she'll be a techno. Oh, yeah, she'll be a techno ninja. That's a second um, skill set, man. So they decide because Dave's TV show got canceled. Also, that's another reason why he felt like so disempowered. Oh. Um, so they decide Jesus. to renew his TV show, and the park is like saved, and everybody's happy, and that's it. So three ninjas, high noon on Mega Mountain or whatever. All right. The high noon part doesn't even make any sense if you think about it, because it's really got nothing to do with high noon. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, takeaways are, in kayfabe, Lonnie Anderson is much stronger than Hulk Hogan. Yeah, right. And Hulk Hogan's fists don't do any good against guns. This is, I mean... So the last time we really talked about Hogan, I guess, is when we watched Ultimate Weapon. Yes, but we watched that offline. Oh, um, what was the um movie that we watched with Blood? Mister Nanny. It was Mister Nanny, and that's ninety three. This so, is five years after. Yes, and Mister Nanny was kind of his like last big big shot. I remember we talked about during that time, like to like maybe break through. Um, and it all goes downhill kind of like from there, the steroid trial, all that kind of stuff. Thunder in Paradise is a thing, but like that's flopped. So he only has Ultimate Weapon, which is this ridiculous movie that we've all, me, 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 Frank and Orion have watched. Um, it's amazing. Yes. Yes. And it's got Bruce Beefcake if you're into that. (laughs) We know you are. Um, and then he doesn't really do anything. It's like a cameo and Muppets in Space and some voiceover shit or something um, for the rest of his life. He does nothing, like, except for, you know, his reality show. But um, <clears throat> movie-wise, he's done. Like, it's this, then Ultimate Weapon. So Hogan's pretty low at this point. So I think, I think it's just that Hogan will take anything. Well, I and- think he's trying to show off his acting chops because <laughs> he knows that you know... <laughs> that that's the Hulkster and the Hulkster would never be knocked out by Lonnie Anderson. Don't but, work yourself into a shoot, brother. But Dave Dragon, Dave Dragon, Dave Dragon, he's he's a soft man. Like he's a real man. Right. So is do you know to. Hogan's real voice? Uh you've had to have heard it, right? I mean I've heard I've heard like the Gawker trial and stuff. Right. So is it more like that or is he putting on an even meeker voice? No, he's trying to sound like I don't know, a candy ass, right? In okay. The wrestling terminology. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well what does that sound like? It sounds like this and I'm what Oh, so he just goes what, softer? What will my fist do against guns? Kinda, yeah. I mean I, I can't really imitate it like exactly, but right. that's pretty close. I really just want to do Hogan's voice, and I kept waiting for. I, I was thinking, like, all right, at some point he's gonna like legit hawk up, right, and be like, "I'm coming to save you, brothers," because they gotta like, sure, somehow link him to that character because that's the the appeal, right? Yeah. Nope, no, never. They just leave it be. He's just Dave Dragon. So you Dave. know that he re- that the hair in this movie. Describe Hogan's hair. 
Kevin Nash 2004. So he he wrestled in Halloween Havoc 96 when he was filming this thing with that hair. I kind of um, remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah. This is like the Halloween Havoc um I can't remember who he wrestled, well, that was but like, it, it was it was Hollywood Hogan. It was like after the NWO had started. It was the first year of NWO, and he wrestles with that hair. That was like when he was when he did Ultimate Weapon, and he had to shave his mustache. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's ridiculous looking that hair on that dude. Yes, like completely absurd. You know, here's here's a better reference for people that wouldn't understand Kevin Nash 2004. It's it's late eighties Pat Sajak is the hair. But right. blonde. Like right. shockingly blonde. And the fucked up thing about the hair piece is that it still sort of implies that he has a receding hairline. It's right. just not fully receded yet. So I don't know, like I don't know. It's it's one of the most emasculating performances <laughs> I've ever seen. A person whose entire livelihood is based on his image right and this is when he's he's still wrestling in fucking wcw at he's this the world right? champion yeah right. embarrassing like, right he so wanted to be a movie star that he was well, willing I mean, to do things like this right definitely this is a dude whose gimmick as a heel is that he's hollywood right which is always like the funniest which is, is hilarious way heel gimmick it's like like rocky's hollywood gimmick when he came back mm -hmm. the rock 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 whatever right Boy, not rocky from the three ninjas right his gimmick it's ironic is that, that uh, rocky goes over in this movie ultimately oh he's a he's over hogan the whole time right but everybody is jim varney <laughs> is is over hogan. fucking fucking medusa medusa's gone over called over hogan it is with with her tiny tiny little wrists right. lonnie anderson looks really good here still by the way yeah like she's got to be what in her 50s at that point maybe let me see um lonnie anderson likes 96 uh let's see she was born in 45 yeah so she's uh, 50 right yeah yeah She's fifty one. Yeah, still, point. still a very beautiful woman at fifty one, and without like really a lot of obvious like, you know, work or anything like. Right, the obviousness of the work doesn't come for another like fifteen years. Um. So, but so yeah, fucking Hogan, man, that's hilarious. I I would have never thought he started a movie where he was just like. I mean, I it's like I guess it, he to him it's like Mister Nanny, right? So he gets to like show his range. Um. Or like yeah. Santa with muscles, maybe, or something like that, which I still haven't seen, but I assume oh, yeah, I almost he's trying to show range. Um, so I wanted to like I wanted to care enough about this movie to like write things down about it so I could like point <laughs> out like quotes and stuff. Uh-huh. And mind you, like if you know how I watch TV, I sit on my couch with my phone like right next to me and my yeah. remote on the other side so i have like easy access to whatever couldn't bring myself to pick up my phone and like write anything down i was just so beat down by the whole experience that right. oh and 
the three ninjas father is the like head of the fbi and is the most what? like non-plus dude ever that his children are i think so i don't know maybe i got that part wrong i was really i thought maybe i missed it but i don't think i did i think you're just supposed to know because you know you've seen the other three ninjas movies at this point because you're an aficionado mm-hmm. um maybe he's not anyway just everybody's like nonplussed by the fact that there's all these children like and they're trying to like save the day and everyone else is just like still riding the rides uh, that, that that that's that that's the biggest like cafe break in this whole movie is that nobody's afraid of like the ninjas and lonnie anderson they just want to like keep riding the roller coaster right and who's gonna stop them because anarchy rules at fucking mega mountain <laughs> So I, I tried to find quotes from this movie real quick. And um the first website I went to um has quotes from Tum Tum, like a quote from Tum Tum, Rocky, Grandpa, Medusa. <laughs> and then Hulk Hogan as Dave Dragon. We don't have any quotes for this character. <laughs> Second website I went to has one Dave Dragon quote. This is when he's approaching the bomb fashioned into the oxygen oxygen tank powered torpedo with a sledgehammer. And the line is, allow me, before he smashes it. And that is true. He does say that. Yeah, that's the only quote that anybody has from this fucking movie for Dave Dragon. Man. Oh, yeah, there's some bad quotes. So this Sean McNamara guy that like co-wrote and directed this thing, um, he's something. He's like um, almost like some equivalent. Who? What was that guy's name that did all the buddies movies? That that universe? Oh know? my god, I've already forgotten that man. <laughs> like this dude does um, like the casper directed video in 97 he does like casper meets wendy directed video um he gets involved with like disney like he does like the even stevens movie and shit robert then, vince by the way robert vince yeah but then it's I was like gonna, i was gonna say victor newman <laughs> victor newman yeah that was my mom that's... my mom and i had a long text conversation last week about victor newman um who is like the been a lead character on the restless for like four decades or something like that five decades like um for anybody that doesn't know uh victor newman is apparently well he got cancer but apparently he's like gotten over it um but i guess he's leaving um but through a contract dispute like or something so who knows if he'll actually they have contract disputes like all the time in soap operas but um but it'll be pretty crazy like we were like a kayfabe like you know kayfabe in the the booking of young and the restless like you know if victor newman leaves um because sadly i've considered that before like how you run that storyline you gotta go pitch it i know right um whatever zach zach braff will take care of it for me he will you've thought it and he's already taken it him and his fucking frozen eyes <clears throat> that's all the botox he's gonna go yes. run young and the restless <laughs> he's, he's, i mean shit like he gets any more botox like he'll, he'll look like 50 percent of the cast already you can just you just step he's, right in what's gonna happen is um shit what's the name of that town 
fucking uh Genoa City. Yeah, Genoa City is going to get taken over by this this new menace, Christoph Gooseberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be... And every idea you've ever had about Young and the Restless <laughs> is going to be like right. played out through that character, and you're going to grow old and die with the sad knowledge that Zach Braff has once again gotten one up on you. Right. That's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I need to throw that in the chat and see like what it can come up with. <clears throat> Fucking hell, yeah. So this guy's like a like a like look, whatever. This guy's like you know, um, done a lot of shit. Um, oh, he's been hired to direct the upcoming um 2023 biopic of Reagan, titled Reagan, mm. which Dennis Quaid is going to play. Reagan. I wonder if there will be a segment in that movie with Reagan getting all angry about the splitting image puppets. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Jesus, that's deep. Okay, yes, yes, I do. Yeah, I yeah. was thinking. I was thinking about him the other day because Land of Confusion. I was I was had an '80s playlist on YouTube while I was like doing some other stuff, and Land of Confusion came on. Uh huh. And I was like, "Oh, right, I remember that." And I went and looked some of it up, and it's like patently unfunny. Uh huh. Uh, um, but probably would get over pretty well today with like you know some neocons or whatever. But um, <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. trying to figure out here is like um. Oh, that's why. I, okay. That's a secret Hogan movie that I watched recently. Um, I was trying to figure out where I mean, Leslie Ann Downs from. She's playing Margaret Thatcher in this. Um, hmm. Let's see. Oh, no, this is definitely okay. Oh, John Voight starring in it and Kevin Zorbo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. OAN's producing this motherfucker, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. You can definitely expect a sterling portrayal of the fucking religious right. And definitely not anybody wishing that dude's going to be eaten like like fucking it's like the final image of this thing is going to be like fucking Reagan eating jelly beans like during like the um um I almost said quickening. Um, <laughs> it could be the quickening. <laughs> it could be. What it's going to be is it's going to be it's going to be a dish and Reagan is sitting there lording over like all of his accomplishments eating those jelly beans one at a time and as he eats the jelly beans and marks everything he's done great you realize that it's a picture of Ryan White and then he just shatters the dish and that's the end of the movie. There's a deep cut for you. <laughs> oh fucking reagan yeah so anyway this asshole is going to direct um the reagan movie oh one of the screenwriters for this movie um he <laughs> wrote an episode or episode called the genie detective for the weird science tv show in 1997 if you remember that uh i remember the weird science tv show i have yeah. never seen an episode of it right sure um but he also wrote space cowboys nice yeah that's a terrible movie. Uh-huh. Um phew, Jesus Christ, man. What the hell? Um That's that's fantastic. I love the idea of this Reagan movie. 
Um, I, I'll watch this Reagan movie. Well, you never know. Could hold, on, be the a... fil- hold on. The film follows Reagan's life from childhood to his years as president of the United States told by a former KGB agent. What the fuck is that concept? Well, because they all love the KGB now. What the, you know what it's going to be is it's going to be there's some secret conspiracy that like Reagan was really working like alongside the KGB. Oh, who knows? I can't even come up with that shit that's more crazy than what those people are going to come up with. So, this is based on two books: one, God and Ronald Reagan, a spiritual life, and then the Crusader, Ronald Reagan and the Fall of Communism. Oh well, then it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking like slash pick where the KGB yes. agent is like yes masturbating about the power of Reagan like de- destroying communism. Dude, <laughs> this whatever, whatever. I'm not gonna get too awful. I just had a bunch of awful images like crossing my head. Um, <clears throat> listen, I've got like. I was a child, and you were a child, when Ronald Reagan was president. Sure. And, like, have heard many awful things in my adult life about things that Reagan was responsible for. But I have some nostalgic affection for Ronald Reagan being, like, the dude that was president when I was cognizant of life. Sure. He was, like, yeah, it's, but, what is that, double think or whatever? It's, like, he, he, he the, the fake image that we know of him to some degree of, like, you know, the, the jelly bean eating grandpa. Like, right. we... That's what we saw. So it's like that that image and that uh, conception or per- perception of him is there. Um, but we also know like all the truth about it. But the fed the fetishizing of Ronald yes. Reagan by the right is one of the most like despicable right whitewashings, like for lack of a better term, of a man that like is basically responsible for the drug crisis in America, <laughs> AIDS brother <laughs> um like the suppression of minorities including like you know any like lgbtq you know was fomented by his fucking crazy ass wife and her affiliation with a bunch of religious nut jobs i mean there's so Those many motherfuckers tried to take away porn it got so bad for a while right i know i'm saying fucking and you know reagan wasn't like whacking one off to Nancy that stick fucking, uh, poor Nancy Boy, fuck, I, Nan- fuck, uh, fuck 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 uh, yeah dare ass Nancy Reagan I was trying to find that because a student was like writing a paper like uh last month um does dare and I, I forgot to look it up when I when she was doing that does dare still exist it does does it? It looks like it, yeah. Dare.org has been fucking, updated. Fucking like Ohio has it been updated since probably. 2001? Hold on. Um, yeah, 2023. Yeah, this isn't like a GeoCities page or anything. Right. Um, you know that there's people in fucking Ohio and Nebraska and shit. Probably in, probably in Louisville, Kentucky, where they're like having meth parties on every corner. There's like a, a Dare chapter. <laughs> um. Oh, God, yeah. this is a terrible website awful just awful every year dare and mad come out to like have a fake car crash where is dare oh this is 
Yeah, you're saying there. Oh God, there's still a lot. Yeah. Are there any in Maryland? Um. Oh man, what a terrible website. No, no usability of this website, like whatsoever. It makes no sense. Not intuitive at all. Anyway, um, nobody wants to listen to me sit here and try to find where dares still active in the country. Oh, that's even, how this website dare. works. I know, right? Dares like, um, hold on. Let's. Is Ron, Ronald and McGuff is still into the McGruff the crime dog? Yeah. Uh, here, I'm going to show you. Like, it's one web page with two images. Um, this is the Maryland um page for Dare. Is it an Angel Fire page? Um, n- n- no, no. Like I said, it's updated. Like Geo Cities. All right, so there's a picture of... Oh, it is McGruff. It's McGruff and Ronald McDonald and the Dare Lion, whatever his name is, because nobody, he has no cred. Like, So there's Mark Medford, who's... The okay, Mark- that's the, the, yes. Now tell me. Okay, here's Mark Medford, the regional director of this area for Dare. Tell me about, t- tell me something about Mark Medford. Mark Medford makes $300,000 a year to be the Northeast Regional Director of Dare. Uh-huh. And all he does is get like some underpaid flunky to dress up like McGruff the crime dog and go out to the park and get pictures taken. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Oop. I, he drives a Range here. Rover and he's on his third wife. <laughs> he no, that dude's on his same wife. Like, come on. Um he just cheats a lot. Um I don't know. No, okay, he, he buys his own ties though, right? Yeah, he looks like he look he, at that he, tie. <laughs> I take it back. He makes like. <laughs> Scroll down. Let me see. I, I need to read his bio. Oh, hold on. Is that big enough for you from where you're sitting? Oh, he's in law enforcement. He doesn't know how to wear a tie. 31 years in law enforcement, retired in 2017. Uh, he probably, he probably, actually, probably doesn't make all that much money. He does now. He wants to be a pilot. Hold on. Hold on. For his years as a DARE officer, selected and served as vice president, president, and past president of Virginia DARE. This dude has all kinds of shady shit going on, Frank. Come on. He's, like, always getting yeah, like he, he got his he got his associate's degree at Longwood Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Longwood. I mean, who knows? I don't know anything about Longwood. Maybe Longwood's a good... I don't know. I don't maybe know Longwood University's got a bunch of flowers. Right. Maybe. I mean, they probably do in their quad, right? I mean... They probably do. Um, he's got flowers in his quad too, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Just randomly shitting on this guy. Um, I feel bad doing it because uh, he. I, I don't. He looks I mean, like an ex cop, but he doesn't look like he's like. He doesn't look like. Boy. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, he, he probably, probably he probably believes that COVID was manufactured by Obama <laughs> and. <laughs> Pizza, I mean, he pizza gate sticker. He didn't actively his... like you know assault anybody. Like you know, um, he was just like kind of like give him a tap, like like as he was putting him in the back of the car to the head. You know, um, he wasn't. He was a good dude. Mark Mark's Mark's a good guy. Mm. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> All right. So is anybody that actually like uh listens to like you know like oan like still listening to any of this now i think we've like completely like pushed off that side can anyone who actively listens to those kind of things like 
truly listen to us <laughs> right. at all. I mean, I like. Well, I, I mean, to... maybe somebody just randomly stumbles upon this episode. You never know. I try to turn. Maybe it they're a big Mark Paul Kogan Mark. Maybe they're a big Dare Mark. <laughs> I try to okay, I'll put, I'll put Dare in our in our keywords. I try to turn it down, but I mean, it's something you just got to make fun of. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I'm I'm ready to just run wild with all of it anymore with this yeah. shit, Frank. Fuck them. Um, we ain't getting viewers any other way, so we're listeners. Any right? Other yes, controversy <laughs> controversy sells. Right. We um, just we gotta we gotta review the farm every week. <laughs> And talk about um, <laughs> the farm doesn't really coincide that well. It depends on what kind of farm, though. Um, well, what we do is we every week we watch five minutes consecutively of the farm and then we talk about it until we're done. Just, and we bring it back into like socio, socioeconomic and political um, right. commentary. Right. So the zombies, man, they're really whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> They're, 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 they're representatives of they're, they're they're representatives of the American people and the encroaching collapse of late stage capitalism. Right, right. <clears throat> That's, there you go. You already got it. It's kind of dumb shit. I would probably say, Frank. That's fine. <laughs> Farm prologue. There we go. Um, fucking Hogan, man. Do you think like Hogan was like? Do you think Hogan pushed for the name Medusa? Maybe. Do you think Hogan had any say in anything in this movie? No, I think he had absolutely none, or else he would have not been that character. Right. Right. He would have uh, 100% been the hero of this movie. Sure. If he would have had the ability to control anything about what was happening in this movie. Instead of being an afterthought that gets shown up by three children. Yeah. He definitely had a creative say in um, Ultimate Weapon, which is why that movie is so ridiculous and funny. Sure. Um, but also why his terrible is his character is so terrible and unbelievable. That's funny. The Reagan movie had to shut down for a while because of, um, like everybody got COVID. That, that must have been a hard, hard reckoning to, <laughs> to accept. Ah, all right. What was just great on this movie? Uh, seven. Okay. Was there anything that was like even remotely funny? Yeah, like I said, there was a couple times where I thought like I should write this down. Um, uh, what was when Jim Varney and Rocky are fighting on top of the roller coaster? Uh-huh. Um, they fight and then they both look down and they both go eep and they like hug each other. Like somehow that's gonna save them, and then they uh-huh. look at each other and like, Ugh! and then they have to like push each other apart and fight again. And that made me laugh. So what's Jim? What's Jim Vardy doing in this thing? Is he like? I mean, I'm sure he's over the top, but like he's not. He's really subdued. He's really? Wearing, yeah, he's wearing like a some slacks and a vest, and he's got a katana, and he's <laughs> trying to kill children. I mean, does it look like he's actually like <laughs> wielding the katana in any kind of like? reasonable like realistic way yeah sure but i mean it's it's a movie so they just cut all the time right i mean i'm sure they had definitely had some kind of uh like weapons coordinator that yeah that taught them how to use them right i mean because they have to have like a like a weapon safety because the kids are especially rocky is like doing like flips over the katana 
and that was all practical. Like you tell, it wasn't CGI'd. So somebody took the time to upscale the trailer for this movie in HD. Nice. I mean, you understand this movie has zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Like, and it's only a seven. What does that tell you? Right. You know what? The only reason it's not a higher chagrin is because it's really satisfying to watch Hulk Hogan suffer. <laughs> we haven't got any updates from your son. Like, it's Monday night. Isn't Hogan supposed to be doing karaoke? Let's ask. He, um... So Frank's son is, uh, while he's texting him, is currently um, in Orlando um, where Hogan has a beach shop and was having dinner at a place next to the beach <laughs> shop the other night and let us know about it. Um, and then I guess through the grapevine has heard that Hogan shows up and does karaoke sometimes on Monday nights. So as we're recording this, um, we're really trying to get a picture with Frankie and Hogan. Bad picture, but he's just hanging out. What? Oh, Holy yeah, there he is. Frankie's there, I guess. Oh, Frankie's at Hogan's Bar because there's a Hogan beer. Yeah, it must be as much be at the fucking beach shop. That's hilarious. Yeah, so right now, Frank's son is like, what, 20 feet from Hogan? 30 feet? Yeah. <laughs> he actually looks all right. Like, in the bad pick. <laughs> That's fantastic. <clears throat> he looks a little confused in that picture, but... Oh, brother, he's working himself into a shoot. You gotta get ready for karaoke. <laughs> um, That's, um... That's fantastic. What, what, what do you think? Great timing. God, I don't even know who that woman is. That looks like the lady that plays the um, what is her name? That's S- S- Sandal Bergman or something from uh Conan. <laughs> I'm sure that's like probably is um his current wife um Jennifer, I believe. Um, uh, oh no, they divorced last year. I don't know who that is then. Probably whatever new blonde he got. Mm. Um, who knows? I haven't seen him. I haven't seen Brooke in forever. Maybe it's Brooke. Maybe she's just aged like oh, that's a really old woman. I I, I know. <laughs> um <clears throat> Damn. Yeah. Hogan started dating her right after the uh this this woman that he divorced last year. Clearwater, Florida. They were married. Um, but yeah, probably he, at a Phillies game, <laughs> like Phillies, like spring training. Yeah, yeah, that's in Clearwater, right? <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of spring training down there. Um, I could, you'd always see that on ESPN, like Clearwater, Florida. Like, um, <clears throat> yeah. Do you think there's any other spring training that plays "I'm a Real American" though? Do you... I bet the Phillies do. You think the Phillies do? You think the oh, Phillies yeah. fanatic like comes out to it and like sits there and like does the Hogan stick? Well, I mean, if you're even allowed to come out to that song without paying like a fortune to the Nobody WWE, nobody cares for spring training, right? No, I don't think that's true. Do they air that shit now, like all the time? Uh, I don't know. They got to be able to make some 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 like you know like 
well, pennies to them. Like, but I mean, yeah, they got to be able to make some pennies off spring training, I would think. Like, I mean, I, I, package. I legit watch no sports on like regular television anymore. So, yeah. I have really no no concept. Well, I mean, of... everything is monetized now, right? Like with streaming, pretty much. So, I mean, I, I I'd have to hold on. Um, let's see. Viewing options. Oh, there's the MLB Network. They show all the spring training games. That's viewing options. Why did it like automatically go and like thinks I want to see like the Cardinals spring training games? That's a weird, weird choice, like. Google. Because that, um, that Albert Pujols love. Yeah. I always think Albert Pujols completely just utterly failed as a career, like after he got traded. And like, I'm always shocked when I look him up and be like, uh, what happened to Albert Pujols? And it's like he had like a really good, like a fine career, like you know, like a sure. good career afterwards. Yeah. And it's just like, I guess he was just so bad those first couple of years after he got traded, like or like low performing. That I just assumed. Uh, I think it was more the Angels weren't that great, and everyone right. expected them to like immediately. Well, they went to the playoffs as first. I, I don't remember. Who knows? I can't remember those things. <laughs> right. Like let's, spend, let's spend another half hour. <laughs> trying trying to remember what happened in like 2003 right right major league baseball <laughs> yeah um sling okay sling's a good option apparently if you're trying to get some spring training like you know four months later um three months later from when it happened uh direct tv like is a good option fubo tv apparently um good options this is if you're a cord cutter but um yeah like the the mlb network is the place so yeah they're they're making their pennies off of spring training like there's not a single thing in the world anymore like that uh that isn't going to be streamed somewhere um to, to make somebody some money <clears throat> it's a brave new world <clears throat> Everything, yeah, we can't. Everything's accessible. We can't make no money off this shit. <laughs> um, because you don't try. <sighs> All right, let's spin. Yeah, let's see what's do going it. on. What you're gonna get? Glad you did the right thing, Frank. Because I have like a whole, bu- I have a whole bunch always just written down of like different categories. Um, that I might just randomly add to the wheel. Um, the last one is the Aztec Allies. It's a possibility. And... Demonic Possession in 90 Minutes or Less. Demonic Possession in 90 Minutes or Less. That's your category for next week. Hmm. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I mean, look, there's like fucking like 120 on Tubi, so it shouldn't be that hard. Find one. It's harder than you think. It's not. <laughs> um, it's not. Aztec allies, like the way that man pronounced aesthetically. Yeah, yeah. I wrote it down. Like okay. when he sent that to me, like I wrote it down as a possible category. Um, for a chagrin episode. I can't remember what YouTube channel I was watching, but this man 
was trying to say aesthetically, and he said Aztec Ellies. And it sounded like he was saying Aztec allies. And yeah. then I was trying to figure out how you could look at the word aesthetically and see the <laughs> words Aztec and ally in it. Yeah. And I kind of got it a little bit, but then it was really dumb. It was like another YouTuber that I actually enjoy watching um, and who I think is pretty funny says Nike like you say the word bike. Mm-hmm. So he's always saying like the Nike swoosh or whatever, yeah, and it drives right. me nuts. Right. Why? I mean, that's not even close. Like, no. I mean, there, there's no reasonable way, reason why you would pronounce it that way. That's why I asked our friend Orion, whose mother is British, like, have you ever heard your mother? <sighs> say the word Nike pronounced like bike and he said no she says and so I just think it's him. Right. Right. How, I honestly how think that know? there's I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that pronounce things wrong on purpose. And then I think there's a lot of people that have never heard um anyone pronounce a word before. Yeah, because... and that happens. Like I get that with names and shit sometimes. Like, you know, and yeah. I, I, I get it. I think if you're gonna I mean, I try, I try to do my due diligence with, like, you know, when we have names that I wouldn't be familiar with, like Japanese names and French names. I, I try to figure it out, at least, though, before we get on air. Yeah. I would think if you have, like, a pretty popular YouTube channel, you would, like, look that shit up if you're not sure. Whatever. It's all content. It doesn't matter. We're all gonna fucking die from content. <laughs> I'm fine for that. <laughs> all right. So next week, demonic possession in 90 minutes or less. Um, God, Tubi should start paying us seriously. <clears throat> Pretty much everything. Like this was on Tubi, right? No, no. It said it was on Tubi, but it wasn't on Tubi. And hmm. then I may or may not have had to pay 3.99 to watch this movie. <laughs> That's funny. And when I say that, I mean 100%. I paid three ninety nine. Yeah, no, I got you. This fucking travesty. Right. Well, Amazon Prime is the one you pay us for all the times that I've paid money to watch something I absolutely do not watch, <laughs> just because it's the only place I could find it. Right. And it matched the description perfectly. Yeah. I, I we gotta t- plug Tubi more than any other like content. Yeah. Shit, we should just like start like. We're the reason why they have those fucking rabbit hole commercials. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, that's what we need. We do we need to get some Tubi sponsorship at some point. Like, who else is promoting them? Nobody. <sighs> I don't know. You ever seen a Tubi commercial? I see Tubi commercials on Tubi. Right. When it's giving me commercials because I'm trying to just watch something else. Yeah. Um... Whatever. I see commercials for Montel Jordan on Tubi that tell me that he's <laughs> yeah. the singer of This Is How We Do It. And then below it says, This Is How We Do It. And that it's... shit is hysterical. That commercial kills me. Every time I see it. <clears throat> Hilarious. Alright, well, we'll be back next week with Demonic Possession in 90 Minutes or Less. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Deuces.